Hello. Hello. And welcome to the Poetry Exchange. I'm Michael Schaefer. And I'm Fiona Bennett. I really like this episode we've got this month. It's a poem about poetry, which uh, there's something very satisfying in that for me. And it's a, it's a list poem as well. Yeah, it's a, it's a really great conversation. It's also really brilliant, isn't it, to have an episode that really honours the oral tradition of poetry and the listening to the poem as spoken, as voiced, as performed, whatever words you want to use for that. And indeed to be sharing a sense of all the many, many ways that people are doing that in the poetry scene in the here and now. So you're going to hear Fiona and Al Snell talking about this poem by Selina Godden, the poem that's been a friend to Dan. Would you and like then, the book or the item? I'll give you the book. Yeah, if you'd give us the book, yeah. that'd be a treat. Yeah. Right, yeah. Okay, that's so creak- it's this, this, this creaky chair, actually. It's this poem <laughs> oh. by Selina Godden. Great. Ah, oh, this poem, this poem. Yeah. Excellent. Well, would you just read it for us? Sure. So that we can kind of get it in the room and then we yeah. can have a chat. So this poem is not designed and this poem is not the map. It is not written to give you something to relate to. This poem will not be the words you recite to your lover in the night. This poem will not be the words you scratch into your prison cell walls with bleeding nails. This poem is not designed to arouse you or even confuse you. This poem will not make you laugh or cry or feel. It will not be the lines that make you remember how to live. It will not remind you of the time you cut your finger sledging as vivid as blood in the snow and everlasting as the scar made that day. This poem does not taste like old five pence pieces and it will not sound like an ice cream van in summertime. This poem will not enlighten you like a Buddhist prayer. It will not fill you with wonder at the human condition. This poem will not feed you like potatoes and gravy and it will not answer your questions of being alone in this. This poem cannot be your friend or explain that recurring chewing gum dream. It will not stop you calling out in the night in cold and acrid sweat. This poem cannot help you. It will not inspire you to take up writing or even to continue. This poem is not the way in or the way out. It will not feel like winning and it will not feel like losing. This poem will not make your bus come sooner. It will not make your cake rise or guess the lottery numbers. This poem is not written to be anything other than what you want to read into it. And if you expect a poem to ever do anything more, then you should read this full stop. (laughs) (laughs) Very, very nice. You can probably tell why it feels to me as a poet (laughs) and a a writer. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That's great. Mm. It's great. And then when I read that line, this poem cannot be your friend. I went, oh no. (laughs) Well, I know, but I I presumed that you'd very consciously read that. Uh, I I think that's fantastic. Mm. Um, Mm. That's absolutely fantastic that we have a poem with that line in it that's been Mm. brought along as a poem that's been a friend to you. So when, Dan, did you meet this poem? Um, I met this poem relatively recently, probably only in the last mm-hmm. year or so, but I met this poet a, a long while ago at the beginning of my own poetry uh, journey or career, I suppose. Um, mm-hmm. Selena was one of the first people I hosted at a gig, uh, and I knew her as this sort of legend in the world of spoken word and performance. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was... she's. I was, in, I was intimidated, having not met her before, I was a bit intimidated by her reputation and just the quality of her writing and the formidable stage presence that she brings. But then in person, she's just so lovely. She's one of the nicest people. And as someone who's really new to poetry at the time, 
uh, I was, I felt like the junior, very much like the, the inexperience. I was terrified of hosting. I was just written a couple of pieces and trying this thing called poetry. But she made me feel like one of her. Like I was part of the same, uh, I don't know, it, I didn't feel inferior when I chatted to her and she made me feel like a poet. So I have a massively personal connection um, to Selena uh, in that way. We hung out uh, in, on Whitstable Beach um, for like the afternoon and we had pints and we just chatted and I felt like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm equal to her, even though I felt like I really wasn't because she's been doing this for 20 odd years so well. Um, so I got her book recently and we're both published by the same publisher as well. Uh, and I was reading through and this one really hit me because when you get those questions as a poet, like what's poetry for, or, you know, what's your poetry about, or, you know, why do you do this poetry? They're such difficult questions to answer. And this poem kind of resists any attempt at categorization about what poetry is for or should be. And as a writer, that really spoke to me. Mm. So yeah, it, it feels like a friend, I suppose, in the sense that it's someone who understands me as well as a writer and a performer, mm. and maybe poets generally. Mm. Mm. This poem is not designed... And this poem is not the map. It is not written to give you something to relate to. This poem will not be the words you recite to your lover in the night. This poem will not be the words you scratch into your prison cell walls with bleeding nails. It has, it has something about it which is very, just kind of sticks in the memory, I suppose. And if I do get a little bit lost or stuck in my own writing and, and trying to figure out what I'm actually doing. It's kind of, it's a good thing to turn to and be like, ah, it's okay, it doesn't matter. It's fine, just what I'm writing at the moment is all that matters at this mm. stage. So yeah, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's kind of weirdly, despite it's, it's about being things that are not, which can be seen as a negative, I think it does create something which is a positive, which can be creativity, mm. funnily enough. So mm. there's an irony going on in there. Mm. I think it frees you from mm. thinking about what poetry is or should be. Mm. So despite it being a negation of what uh, saying what poetry isn't i think it kind of allows you to then figure out what poetry is mm. so yeah it's, it's a very clever piece mm. deceptively clever i think mm. like a like kind of a lot of selena stuff i think mm. i love being a poet it's a great thing that you get the occasional thing you get asked to do when people know you write poetry particularly your family members it was uh, my stepbrother got married a couple of years ago and they wanted a poem at the wedding and it's like this lovely thing to be asked to do and you're initially you're like oh that's so what an honor how brilliant and then you go away and sit down and go okay i've really got to get this right <laughs> uh my dad's getting married this year he wants a poem at his wedding uh which is again like gonna be beautiful and amazing and hopefully like excellent but there's a you know there's a pressure of course to make it really good and something really personal but also that everyone can relate to and it's got to do some of the things this poem is saying you don't have to do as a poet but then mm. inevitably you do mm. um and people have in mind what that poem should be for and what it should do and all the always the challenge is to do something that they will still be happy with but still i suppose satisfies you as well and that's always the challenge when you get commissions i think mm. particularly when it's from family mm. <laughs> so yeah this poem is this poem is good because mm. it kind of reminds you that when you write for yourself when you're writing something that you hope other people will like it should be based in not what you think the poem should do but where the poem ends up going mm. i think so mm. yeah it's just kind of a a piece of an inspirational piece for that in mm. that sense i suppose plus it's funny <laughs> oh it's great it's really lovely this poem will not make you laugh or cry or feel it will not be the lines that make you remember how to live it will not remind you of the time you cut your finger sledging as vivid as blood in the snow and everlasting as the scar made that day 
So you were saying when, um, you know, that you, you get asked, you know, as a poet, you get asked these questions about mm. what's it for? Yeah. <laughs> so kind of ignoring the commissioning zone for a minute and just sort of that area of kind of interrogation that you might find yourself under. What do you, what, what do you tend to do with that? I mean, emotionally, how do you tend to handle that in your life? I think I think when you kind of decide to be an, be a, any kind of artist and as a profession as well as something you just have a passion to do and you enjoy doing, there does feel like you do sometimes have to, you kind of have to justify that. I think not just in terms of ability or skill or doing it well, but but even the reason for that. Like, what's the point? It feels unproductive somehow. Even though I think you know, creating something from your brain is one of the most productive. That's creating something from nothing. Like that's that's incredible. That, that's not I don't know like moving random financial instruments around to try and generate a profit that that for me is imaginary mm. whereas writing is something real you, you've come up with an idea you've put it onto paper you've spoken it into a microphone mm. and you've changed people it's in some way they've laughed or they've cried or they've been moved to action that is sort of real change um but yeah how do you justify that stuff oh i think no, you, I you tend to justify it in in action because you know you do it yeah. in, i'm a former so i feel like there's definitely an element of it not being some people, you know, particularly something like poetry, there is a perception of people who aren't in the world of it that it's very self-indulgent, very elitist, intellectual, that sort of thing. And so, actually putting your art into action is, I think, you know, absolutely the best thing to do because you say, well, I don't, I don't need to convince you about the worth of poetry if you've just laughed at this poem or you know had had an interesting thought about it, then mm. that's justified, you know. Mm. Um, but this, this is almost like a refuge, though, from, from away from that. Well, it's like I sometimes like, I can yeah. just go away from that and be like, okay, yeah. just want to write a poem. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like that's really interesting to me, mm. Dan, that, you mm. know, this poem is actually, you know, and actually I kind of was saying to you, what you know, when you get those questions, kind of how does it feel? What do you do with that emotion? Not mm. how do you justify it, that's but true. actually how do you live with that? Mm. You know, what do you do with that pressure, mm. I guess? Um mm. Yeah, so I suppose that's true, actually. It's interesting. I, I didn't think about it that way. This, this, this poem is kind of the opposite of all the justifications. It is mm. just a poem for the poem's sake, mm. which is quite a nice thing to have sometimes. This poem will not enlighten you like a Buddhist prayer. It will not fill you with wonder at the human condition. This poem will not feed you like potatoes and gravy, and it will not answer your questions of being alone in this. On the rare occasions mm. that you might get to be in the audience <laughs> at a spoken word event, yeah. what do you kind of enjoy? It, when someone just puts something in a way you would never think of yourself, that just... Or when somebody does something you think, I would have no idea how to even approach that bit of writing. Yeah. That really gets me. And you just mm. realise the, the, uh, the originality and the, the vastness of what you can create just just with words it feels so simple sometimes mm. isn't it so weird that all we do is just put some words together and we're here and it's kind of like it is true that is really a weird thing but mm. at the same time when someone puts like a poem together that just takes you somewhere you weren't expecting like that is amazing and mm. ugh, when someone has like the you know the audience in the palm of their hand and they just drop something it makes everybody laugh like a ripple of laughter across the room or says something and everyone just you hear this kind of inward breath of Oh, it's beautiful. Mm. Yeah, that's what I like about gigs. That's what I like about live performance of poetry. Yeah, that real connection that a performer can have with an audience and sort of bring them on a journey. Oof, it's amazing. 
This poem is not the way in or the way out. It will not feel like winning and it will not feel like losing. This poem will not make your bus come sooner. Even list, even you know, poems in performance and poems on the page are the same in, sen- in the sense of we're still present as the reader or audience. Mm. We're still thinking our thoughts as well and we're thinking about how that connects with us. So, yeah, I, I think the reactions that you have aren't necessarily something the author can plan. They may, they may try to be prompting certain things, but they can only do so much because they can't get inside your brain entirely. Mm. They can just kind of fire off some neurons. Mm. Um, but it's, it's, it's weirdly a conversation the author has no control of once it's out there. Mm. It's gone. Mm. I, I, can't, I, can't have any, I don't have any more. It's again, I, you have no responsibility to that for that after. You know, I've done the best I can to try and make you laugh or to try and make you feel, uh, feel, feel uh, empathy with your fellow man or I've done my very best to make you feel that this is an injustice in the world. Mm. Now it's kind of up to you to either feel that or not, or mm. how far you feel it, I suppose. Mm. Yeah. Got an element of the anti-hero <laughs> to me. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Mm. I don't have these huge pretensions. <laughs> mm. um, yeah. But then there's something very attractive about that anti-hero. Mm. And the, mm. the lovely thing about it is the more it tells you what it's not going to do, the more it <laughs> worms its way into your, yeah. into your mind. And uh, yeah. I, will, I will remember this. Mm. And it's also, what I love is that it kind of hints at all these other poems that could have mm. been. It, there's, mm. there's, it's the empty, not the emptiness, the, the potential poems that could have, this poem could have been. Mm. Um, this poem is not this beautiful, uplifting piece. This is not a poem about your childhood memories. This is not a poem uh, about your hopes or dreams or fears. It is what it is. Um, yeah. It's got real nerve as well. Yeah, well, that's, it? that's Selena. Like, yeah, she, I love the nerve of it. She's an incredible writer, and it's always, mm. um, it, it's writing on a knife edge. It's writing that's, mm. that's, yeah. And again, that's kind of why I like it because it's not me, and it's not the kind of stuff I write. So there's definitely that thing I was talking about about something you don't understand fully as an artist mm. um, about another artist that I just, it's just, mm. yeah. There's a pleasure in there that I don't know how to do this. This mm. is great. <laughs> I can enjoy it as an audience member again, mm. as not as a fellow poet sort of thing. This poem cannot be your friend. Or explain that reoccurring chewing gum dream. So the constant friend, is it a friend that sort of mm. pops up now and, then, now and then? Is it a friend you go to, to when you, you need a laugh? <laughs> I think a bit of all of those, but also I think, I, I think, I think it's someone who's... I don't think they'd be a constant... Um, presence in your life they're not your best friend but I think they're the person you could turn to to give you some honest truth and be a bit blunt about it they're probably taking they're probably taking you to a, a bit of a dive bar and and probably getting you a few too many beers uh, and they're probably being joking with you but the joke has a slight edge to it mm. like they're, they're making a point with their jokes I think they have your best interests at heart but they're not afraid to call you on your on your self-indulgence and your um your own sense of being wrapped up with yourself. Um, yeah, I think that's the kind of friend they are. Now and then you just need to go out with them, have a few drinks and just get the truth told to you. Yeah, That's the kind of friend they are. This poem. This poem is not designed. And this poem is not the map. It is not written to give you something to relate to. This poem will not be the words you recite to your lover in the night. 
This poem will not be the words you scratch into your prison cell walls with bleeding nails. This poem is not designed to arouse you or even confuse you. This poem will not make you laugh or cry or feel. It will not be the lines that make you remember how to live. It will not remind you of the time you cut your finger sledging as vivid as blood in the snow and everlasting as the scar made that day. This poem does not taste like old five-pence pieces and it will not sound like an ice cream van in summertime. This poem will not enlighten you like a Buddhist prayer. It will not fill you with wonder at the human condition. This poem will not feed you like potatoes and gravy and it will not answer your questions of being alone in this. This poem cannot be your friend. Or explain that reoccurring chewing gum dream. It will not stop you calling out in the night in cold and acrid sweat. This poem cannot help you. It will not inspire you to take up writing or even to continue. This poem is not the way in or the way out. It will not feel like winning and it will not feel like losing. This poem will not make your bus come sooner. It will not make your cake rise or guess the lottery numbers. This poem is not written to be anything other than what you want to read into it. And if you expect a poem to ever do anything more, then you should read this full stop. That was Al Snell with the gift reading at the end there. Thank you to Dan for coming to see us and bringing us that fantastic conversation. And thanks also to Selina for allowing us to share the poem with you. This poem, in fact. You can find this poem in Selina's collection, which is published with Burning Eye Books. And Dan's work is also published with them. So more details of both of them and the work they're doing can be found through Burning Eye. And also we'll put some details on the information page. And thanks very much to everyone that's been tweeting and retweeting and uh, helping to spread the word about the Poetry Exchange. Um, If you have enjoyed listening to us, please do share it with your friends, hit subscribe, uh, give us a review on iTunes. All of that stuff is really helpful. We'll be back in the new year with more poems as friends. So until then, Merry Christmas. And thank you for listening.